This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. U.S. widens lead in top supercomputers. SC18 kicks off in Dallas. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to a special episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with Top500.org. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman. And Michael, it's Supercomputing Week. Here we are in Dallas with a special episode of This Week in HPC as the show kicks off. And that starts with the new Top 500 list. Yeah, there were a few things of note, certainly in the Top 500 list, including... I guess uh, what we should mention right off the top of the top of the show is that uh, we have now two U.S. supercomputers at the top of the list due to some nice fancy footwork with Limpac uh, with Summit, both Summit and Sierra. Sierra, you remember, was number three, uh, just missing the the top two spot last time around, being beaten by Tahu Light. But they uh, they put more of the uh, hardware into production, basically uh, using that for Limpac. So they edged out the uh, Tahu light system by about a petaflop in Limpac. So now we've got Summit as number one and Sierra number two, both DOE supercomputers. Right, and the Summit system was upgraded as well in its Limpac score. So it was already number one and it increased its lead. Right. So Summit number one still, but all by a wider margin. Sierra leapfrogs over Taihu Light into that number two spot. The other big change in the top 10 is a new system into the top 10, the SuperMuck NG system at uh, Leibniz, which is an, a, a Lenovo system based on Intel Xeon Platinum. Right, that, that came in at number eight, a very large system, the largest system uh, certainly in Germany, not the largest in Europe, though. That's still Pittstadt in Switzerland, but uh, a big, uh, big German system came online uh, just recently, so they made it into the top ten. And, you know, that's a big Lenovo system, but probably not the biggest Lenovo news. Lenovo is the top vendor in the top 500 list according to number of systems installed. Right. They have uh, the most systems of any manufacturer now. They're up to 140 of those top 500 systems. And then right uh, behind them is Inspur with 84 systems and then Sugan 57. So the top Chinese-based manufacturers captured sort of the the win place and show as far as HPC manufacturing, according to this list. Right. Well, Lenovo is kind of a hybrid on that. You know, they, right. they certainly have a headquarters in China, but their HPC people are all in the U.S. But yep. yeah, to your point, these Chinese uh, and Chinese heritage uh, providers doing very well on the list. And that's a lot because there are a lot of Chinese systems on the list as well. Right. They actually have kind of vaulted ahead of everybody else, including the U.S. They have almost half the systems at 227. That's 45 percent of the total. And then the U.S. is basically way down to an all time low. They've only got 109 systems, not even a quarter of those systems of the total. So they're sort of shifting, uh, uh, shifting fortunes there. Now, we have to say a lot of those Chinese systems are are at anonymous hyperscale companies and software companies. So. They're probably not running technical computing codes the way we think about it. So it's skewing the uh, the the representation to, to that degree. But certainly they're running Limpac and they're very aggressive about getting these systems recognized as, as very large clusters that are now up and running in China. 
That's exactly right. Before anyone gets too excited about Chinese dominance, the way the rules of top 500 submission work, if you run Linpack across one configuration, then if you have the addition, the exact identical configuration somewhere else, you can claim the same score if it's the same or, or clearly greater configuration. And what's been done is with some of the large Chinese hyperscale build outs is they can take a fraction of a hyperscale build out, let's say 2% of it, run Linpack on it, and then claim that score 50 times for the broad hyperscale uh, rollout. And, and that really is, is what happens with a, with a lot of these systems that are appearing on the list. Right. And they don't have as broad a rep- representation in the top 50 systems, for instance. So as it turns out, the U.S. still has in aggregate performance across the list, uh, it still dominates slightly. It's got 38% of all the performance on the uh, list. Uh, China has 31%, which is still very respectable. But uh, even though it has basically twice as many systems, it has slightly less overall performance. And there's been some other news around the list. Also, NVIDIA increasing its percentage of accelerators with so the GPUs on the list. But I think the, the biggest one that I'm looking at in terms of uh, computing elements is with ARM. We finally have the first ARM system on the top 500 list, and that was widely anticipated. That's the Astra system at Sandia National Labs, which is also the first ARM system benchmarked over a petaflop. Now, it's the only ARM system on the list, but right. we're not devoid of other ARM news together in the HPC industry at the same time. Right. Just uh, basically yesterday, right before we started up here, Isambard announced that it's come online. Now, that's not a that wouldn't have been a top 500 system. It's like 10,000 and some cores. But still, it's right now it's the largest arm based system in Europe. Um, Astra is a much larger system. That's like a, a petaflop and a half. And that made it to uh, a little little past the top 200. But uh, Isambard, a very prominent system. They've been talking about it. We've talked about it for a couple of years now. And that finally is now up and running. And then there was also the the news we briefly mentioned in our previous episode of This Week in HPC that there will be a bull Sequana ARM-based system going into CEA. Now, that one's not installed yet. Right. Uh, that one, it would be a question whether it makes it onto the next list. It's it's kind of uh, in this buildup. But it does pile onto the news that we're hearing around ARM in HPC. Now, this Astra system, while they have hit the performance targets they were looking for, they're maybe not as high on the list numerically as they thought they would be. They're kind of a, what, in the early 200s somewhere. That's because they right. fall behind a lot of these identical hyperscale systems that, that just push them down the list. Yeah, but that's a big system. That's in Sandia National Laboratories, by the way. So it's going to get a full workout of a lot of different uh, traditional HPC codes and, and other types of codes. Uh, so it's, it's really the first really uh, decent-sized test bed for this ARM uh, what we call the, the Mar, it's now Marvell Thunder X2 um, processors after they bought Cavium. So it's the very prominent system. Uh, I think we're going to be hearing a lot about it. But right now, it's the the only top 500 ARM system. But I have a feeling over the next year or two, we're going to see uh, we're going to see quite a few more coming coming to the list. These aren't the only records we're seeing broken here in Dallas in particular. At the, the show press conference earlier, they talked about Cynet shattering some of its previous records in terms of the network that they lay down for the show. 
Right, they're up to four terabits per second uh, aggregate bandwidth over the whole network, which is a record. That's that's a lot. I think oh they were talking, boy! I think they were talking about you know they were downloading some uh, ridiculous the whole Netflix archive in like forty five seconds with this thing or something ridiculous like that. It's a lot. I mean terabits. You're you're really talking about huge amounts of bandwidth on a very small network geographically so it's uh, that's quite an accomplishment for them and as usual they they leave this network installed when they leave uh, the city behind so it's sort of a gift to dallas right they'll, they'll have a ultra fast network in the, the dallas convention center for uh, for however long they need to use it well it's going to be interesting to see how the show continues to roll out. We don't have final attendance yet of course. So the, the in fact we're we're not yet quite to the gala opening of the show which is a, a Monday evening but uh but they are already looking at uh, saying they they anticipate being able to exceed 13,000 attendees which is a healthy supercomputing crowd. Oh definitely. Yeah, they're already over 12,000 and like you said the uh conference and exhibition in proper hasn't started yet. So there's still uh, attendees registering. So we'll see how it turns out. But a lot of people here already. It's very crowded. Uh, we were both in the uh, convention center today and there's already a lot going on. Certainly at the gala tonight, we expect to see a lot of activity, uh, a lot of activity there. And we were delighted to see so many people show up for our Intersect 360 research uh, networking reception that we always start the show with on Monday afternoon. That was very successful for us. I'm looking forward to giving my market update presentations in uh, DDN's booth on Tuesday from 1215 to 1245 in the DDN booth theater. Then again, the same presentation in the Mellanox booth theater uh, on Thursday from 1 o'clock to 1.30. Uh, that'll be among the things that I'll enjoy doing. But mostly, it's to be here in the supercomputing community, have all the networking opportunities. I want to check out the student cluster competition if I can. There'll be interesting uh, plenaries, keynotes. Uh, I, I really want to see some of the uh, European initiatives going on at the exascale level, the European processor initiative. So th there's a lot going on at supercomputing. Yeah, there is a lot of interesting talks and sessions and boffs going on. And there's uh, too much to choose from as usual. So uh, we'll have to filter it out and pick and choose as we can. All right, Michael. Well, we'll be back partway through the show to give an update of how things are going, start wrapping up some of the announcements from supercomputing. And that'll go beyond the show. We'll be sure to keep bringing our listeners news from SC18 in Dallas. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.